0: Hello, and welcome to Cinebraskans, the Daily Nebraskan Entertainment Podcast. As
1: always, I'm your host, Kyle Cruz, joined by my co-host. Hello, everybody. My name is David Berman. Um, I'm the Daily Nebraskans Editor-in-Chief for the 2021-2022 school year. Um, And for the next month or so, I will also be doing this podcast until it dies and vanishes.
2: (sighs) Never to be seen again. Yep. (laughs)
0: Yeah, we're joined
1: as well as by... I t- we're, we are joined as well as... We are yeah. joined
2: <laughs> as well as... Uh, we are Mia Everding.
1: <laughs> You're like Venom. You say, we are Venom. We are Mia Everding. We are Mia. Um,
2: yeah, I... She said, "I'm 23. I don't. My brain is like.
1: I'm a journalism grad student. It's in another room. My hometown is like.
2: I I don't even know. Anyway, I'm a grad student, but right now, um, I don't do anything because I'm done teaching, and I just told Dave that I have laid in bed all day and read, like half a book, and then I just started another book. What are you reading? Well." I was just reading some American Girl books, because they're really good. <laughs> I love and that for you. And they're also historical. And the one I read, it was about Caroline. She lives in Upper New York on Lake Ontario, right across from Kingston, which is cool, because my family is from Kingston. So I can picture like the geography of mm-hmm. it, and it's about the War of 1812. And it was so interesting, so now I know a little something about the War of 1812.
1: And that's it. Wow. I would be lying if I said I've never consumed any American Girl content in my life uh, because my sister was very into American Girl <gasps> and I had entirely girl cousins on my mom's side. So like, they, and they live in Chicago. So we would go to the American Girl <gasps> store in Chicago. And so oh, I felt very wow. left out. And so I was like, I'll do these things with YouTube. So, oh. <laughs> I, I, I have, I've have seen some American Girl movies. Okay. Point.
2: Okay.
0: I know pretty much nothing about any of this. So. Wow. Yeah. How dare I
2: you? was just this morning talking to my friend. We were doing an update and I told her that I I showed her all the American girl books that I'd gotten from the library and we were talking about how great they were because they're like so historical and they teach you so many important things and and I feel like they have like the core I don't know make like eight girls maybe that started out and like have been retired I don't really know what that means but then they're like bringing in new girls so there's like a girl I got her series or I got the first two books and like she's from Hawaii and the author is like a a woman of color and so they're like bringing in all these different Mm. facets instead of just like the core historical events basically that they go through so very interesting, very consumable. It takes me about 45 minutes to read one book, so can whiz through them.
1: Wow. Yeah. Anyway, that's me. (laughs) That's the American Girl Talk segment. That is the
2: American dream right there. (laughs) (laughs) That's mine. Wow.
0: (laughs) Um, Yeah, uh, I'm Kyle Cruz. I host this podcast uh, i graduated a couple weeks ago so now i'm just kind of a guy now you're just kind of floating in the void <laughs> yeah I, I am a grad not a grad student um <laughs> so yeah this is this is a podcast it is um mm. yeah so we'll just jump right into our first segment which is what have i done what have I done what have I done what have done what have done what have done now, what have I done a segment where we just talk about whatever whatever movies or TV or whatever we've been watching and whether or not it was any good. Um, I'm going to include albums on that list because I talked about an album last week and I'm going to talk about an album this week. Classic. Yes. Um, but yeah, as always, Dave, let's start with you. What have you been watching?
1: Yeah. So last week um, I haven't been consuming a lot of content because I was away on a trip for four days. Um, but something that I have been watching recently is rewatching the first season of Stranger Things uh one of my roommates has never watched stranger things so we are just watching it with him um and yeah i love stranger things i think we've talked about this on this podcast i know like both of you are kind of on stranger things and maybe on some of the recent uh seasons but i love the show and i think rewatching the first season has been um very good and i've like enjoyed it and I, i i think it's i think it holds up very well um I don't know, like, it definitely is a flawed show, like, from the start, but it's, I think it's just endlessly charming and interesting, and I think they do a very good job of, um, having a mix of it being scary and funny and heartwarming and bringing, and having, like, multiple separate subplots that they bring together very well at the end, um, and yeah, I really like it. We're, like, two episodes left in the first season, and we're planning on just watching the whole show, um, And, yeah, I think the fourth season's coming out sometime this year. Um, So, yeah, I'm excited for that.
0: Yeah, uh, I really... Like, when it came out, like, I watched Stranger Things, as everyone else did. Um, And I really enjoyed the first season, and then I watched the second season when it came out, too. And I enjoyed that quite a bit. But I just... When the third season came out, I just, like, wasn't interested for whatever reason. And so I still haven't watched the third season. Like, I watch... I know for a fact that, like, I rewatched the first season, like, a couple times, and then I watched the second season through once when it came out, and then just kind of lost interest for unknown reasons, really. <laughs> um, but, yeah.
1: Well, if, uh, well, in my opinion, the third season's the best season. I know Mia disagrees with this. What? Um, I know you randomly did not like the third season. I thought it was great. Like, I think it's probably, I don't know if it's the best season, I think it's my favorite season, though.
2: Hmm. okay yeah I remember not liking it I want to quickly read the the like Wikipedia entry because I don't really remember all that happened I just I feel like I didn't like just like the characterization maybe it felt like we, there wasn't much character development maybe if that is what I'm remembering but I remember really I mean I really like the first season I don't honestly remember what happened in anything past season one <laughs> Because I was very invested in that first season and then
0: no clue. I'm remembering like there were some things about season two that I was like, "Eh, I'm not really interested in that. And that was like, so there was the one episode where it was just like 11 off doing her own thing. And I just wasn't into that. And then... So like part of why I enjoyed the first season so much is because of like just the weird sci-fi ness of it all. And in the second season, they're like, "What if there were Russians?" And like, the third th- that's th- the third I think season. they like set it up in yeah. the second season because yeah, I right. like explicitly remember that being a yeah. thing. Yeah. Um. And I was just like, I'm not interested in that. Um. And so then I stopped.
1: Well, hmm. if you uh didn't like that, then I mean the entire third season is "What if there were Russians?" Like that's, that's pretty much what it is. Um. But yeah, I think i don't know i just really like the third season uh it's centered around the fourth of july so if you're looking for some good summer vibes like i would i would recommend but Hmm. yeah i i I don't i don't get you mia but that's what's new
2: yeah (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. don't really see eye to eye
0: (laughs) (laughs) but what about you mia what 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 have you been up to
2: well just yesterday i finally finished uh, well i restarted and then i've finished um, *Ocha* because I had started it a couple of years ago before I really knew who Bong Jun ho was and I don't really remember why I gave up but it was just not captivating me or I had something else to do and then I just never got back to it and I thought well I have since I think grown to know more of the actors who were in it, but then also like his directing style. And so I just decided to watch it all the way through. Um, And it was weird, (laughs) very weird. It's not my favorite of his movies. But I think I also just don't really understand him as a director that much. Mm -hmm. Like he's not my favorite. I I think he's very, very talented. um, But I, I don't know if I'm like the key demographic that he's like marketing toward, but I loved a lot of it. Like I loved, I think Tilda Swinton is like incredible. And Jake Gyllenhaal is hilarious. Like the fact that he hasn't been nominated for, I don't know, I feel like he's an underrated actor and maybe that's selling him short because I don't really know all of the accolades that he's gotten. Um, I looked up his Wikipedia yesterday, though. I feel like he just deserves so... He's so versatile and he plays that crazy... Uh, veter- not I mean, I guess he's kind of a, a vet, but also like a TV presenter. Super, super zoologist, maybe. So strange. I thought he was hilarious and... All in all it made me very very sad. It's a very depressing movie. So, yeah. yeah.
0: I've seen I've seen Oakshire once um and that was like back when it came out. So this is like a Netflix like original film that he directed. Yep. Um uh, it was like back in 2016 yeah. or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, Yeah, because I remember I I watched it because, like, I had previously seen Snowpiercer and, like, loved Snowpiercer. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I was like, you know, I'll check out this guy's next movie. And I remember very much not liking Oksha. Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel like it's one of those movies that if I were to go back and rewatch it now, I would like it more than I did. Um, just yeah. cause I think I went into the movie expecting it to be one thing and then it was something completely different. Hmm. Um, and like you said, it is a very depressing movie and that's just kind of, I don't think that's what I was expecting. And it's very much just about like the horrors of the meat production industry. Yeah. Um, and it's a very intense movie at times. Um, and yeah, so yeah, it might be good. But I, uh, when I watched it, I was like, I don't know, 16 or 17. And I was like, this is this weird. I don't yeah. understand this. And so then I was like, if I don't understand this, that means it isn't good. Right. Uh, so, yeah. But I will agree that uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is very good in it. And so I still told this one. Jake Hall is one of those. So I looked it up. He has one uh, Oscar nomination for Bro- Brokeback Mountain mm-hmm. back in 2005. But it feels like Jake Gyllenhaal should have won an Oscar by now. Like just pretty much everything he's in, he gives an outstanding performance. In like, I feel like it's criminal that he wasn't even nominated for Nightcrawler. Like just yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. Dave, have you have you seen
1: or heard of Okja? I have heard of Okja. I have heard it's very upsetting um, (laughs) and might just make you a vegetarian. (laughs) Um, But I mean, I like I'm interested in seeing it. Um, But I have not. I've I've the only. Bong Joon Ho movies I've seen are Parasite and Snowpiercer. So hmm. yeah. yeah, I yeah. want to like go back and rewatch
0: some of his like older films. I've yeah. heard what is it like Memories of a Murder? I've heard that one's good.
1: Yeah, hmm. and there's the other one where there's like a big lizard or something. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I
0: remember that though.
2: Remember. Hmm. Yeah, Memories of Murder. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um. But yeah. As far as what I've been up to, uh, last night uh, I rewatched Ant Man and the Wasp for basically the first time since it came out. I uh, just hadn't gone back and watched it since. And yeah, it's pretty good. Um, I don't think it's as good as the first Ant-Man. I don't think it's like a top tier Marvel movie by any means. But I think the the good certainly outweighs the bad here. I think the humor, like, so obviously the humor in the first Ant-Man, um, like, works well there. But I think it works even better here in Ant-Man and the Wasp. I think they kind of double down on just like the weird, like, sci-fi-ness of it all. Um, like, and I don't know. Uh, just, like, the random, like, little bits of, like, Paul Rudd being the size of a child and running through <laughs> an elementary school. Uh, and, like, them blowing up, like, the the Hello Kitty uh, Pez dispenser and, like, the fight, final fight at the end, I think is hilarious. Um, and just, like, generally, I think the humor works a lot better in this movie. Um, but I think also this movie, it feels weird because... Even though like it's an Ant Man movie, it feel it's and it's told directly from like Paul Rudd from the Scott Lang character perspective of the whole thing. It feels like this movie shouldn't be from his perspective because it feels like he's just kind of along for the ride of the whole thing. And even though it feels like the Wasp should be the lead character of this movie <laughs> because she's a much more active character, and I think eventually Lily is great in this role. Um, and she has some awesome action sequences and just generally I really like this character uh, and she's given basically nothing to do. Like she's kind of just there to throw some punches and be a more active character. But yet the whole thing is told from Ant-Man's point of view. Um, and I feel like it should have been the other way around. I feel like, or at least they should have been like equal in the film, considering they have like equal billing and the title. Um, and the film itself is very much an Ant-Man movie. And like, I love the character of Ant-Man, but I feel like he's just not really given much to do in this movie. He's just kind of there while everything else is going on. And while we'll like, Hope and um, Hank Pym are, like, looking for uh, whatever their mom slash wife's name is. Uh, is it uh, Janet? Michelle,
1: Michelle Pfeiffer.
0: Michelle Pfeiffer. Yes, <laughs> yes Janet. The, yeah, but it's uh, Janet Van Dyne. I Correct. Think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also, like, you get Michelle Pfeiffer in for that role, and she's, like, barely in this movie. Yeah. Like, she has, like, a little bit at the beginning and then a little bit at the end, and that's it. Same. Which, granted, like, they might have cast her so that she can then have a bigger role in the sequel, which would be my assumption but also we'll find out, I guess. Um, but I think a lot of like the the like the quantum realm stuff in this film is really interesting. Uh, I wish that they would have explored it a little bit more. Um, I was watching some of the extras on the Blu-ray, and there's like a deleted scene in which it's like uh, Janet and Hank like exploring the quantum realm a bit, and they like interact with like civilization and stuff. Like they get to a checkpoint, and like <laughs> she has to like talk with someone to like get passage through like a certain area. And so it's a whole like deleted sequence in which it like establishes the quantum realm as like a very kind of in-depth thing in which like there's civilizations and people and everything down there um which I feel like would have set up the sequel uh really well um the sequel is Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum um and like there's a there's a little easter egg in like one bit of like in the movie where you can like see the city in the background while they're down there um and I assume that's something they're going to explore more with the sequel um but yeah I'm I'm excited to see where they go with Mania. when I was watching uh this one though when they were, like, down in the quantum realm, I'm, like, there, just standing in a giant green screen. <laughs> like, ev- this is all so animated. And I remember explicitly thinking that, like, hey, they could use the kind of, like, stagecraft technology from, like, the Mandalorian shooting. And that they're using in Thor uh, Love and Thunder right now mm-hmm. for this. And I feel like it would work really well. Um, and then, like, 20 minutes before we started recording, I hop on Twitter. And Peyton Reed tweets out a picture of them using that uh, and getting ready for nice. it to shoot filming. Uh, to shoot this uh, film. Even though they haven't started filming yet, but they were like getting it ready. Wow. Uh, and I'm like, whoa, that is cool. I'm you spoke it that.
2: into an ex- in- yeah, I
0: thought it into <laughs> existence. <laughs> you <laughs> spoke <laughs> it into an in- 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 You knew what I meant. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, what do you guys think about Ant-Man and the Wasp?
2: I literally watched it this week as well with nice. my friend who's w- going through all of the movies. So we watched it, I think on Wednesday. Um, and I had, had only seen it the one time, like when it came out. Um, and I remember not being as wowed by it. Um, but I think I liked it more this time. I think, yeah, once you kind of shift the focus off of Scott and focus on some of the other characters, like, there's a lot going on, mm-hmm. like, with Luis, I think, yeah. his friend. And obviously with Hope and, and Hank. Um, and there's just a lot going on. And I love, like, the shift in characters from the first one to the second one with, uh, I think his name is Pey- Peyton, maybe? the, um, Cassie's, like her mom's now husband or boyfriend. I don't oh, know if they're yeah. married. I think uh, his name played, is Peyton.
0: I don't know what his name is. He's played by uh Paxton. Pax Yeah, I, I think know. it is Paxton. Paxton. Yeah. yeah.
2: And I just love that. It's uh,
0: Bobby Cannavale. Yeah. Uh, there is, we go. He's the yeah. actor.
2: I I like that in the first one like he's kind of chasing's gone around and in the second one they're like hugging and it's just it makes me really happy. So <laughs>
0: There's just also so many like good bits in this movie, like the all the stuff with like Scott learning magic tricks uh, like on the internet, yes. and then like uh, Agent Wu coming in and being confused and like trying to learn how to do it, and even like at one point when he, uh, when like. Uh, like his daughter and Bobby Cannavale and like all of them are like leaving and Scott does the one where like he pretends to throw up cards uh, and is just like how'd you do that? <laughs> and I don't know. I think it's really funny. It's um, very funny. And the character of Luis uh, I can't remember the, the name of that actor right now.
2: Michael uh, Pena? Michael
0: Pena, yeah. I feel like that's a character that in both Ant-Man and in Ant-Man and the Wasp could have very easily not worked and could have just been very annoying, but yet they somehow mm-hmm. like walk a fine line with him <laughs> that makes him absolutely hilarious. Like I love Because um, like the bit in the first one where like he's telling the stories and they like go back and everything, like that was really funny. And I was curious because I don't, I didn't remember like how they did that in the second one, mm-hmm. um, but I think the, the whole truth serum bit is hilarious. So and funny. like the line of like when he starts talking and uh, Walton Goggins' characters, like what, like this isn't what I'm asking you, uh, <laughs> and then one of his friends is just like he's like a he's like a jukebox. Once you put the quarter in, you can't tell it to stop. <laughs> like you just gotta let it play out. Um, and I thought that was funny. Um, just yeah. yeah, it's I had a I had a good time with it.
1: Yeah, it's fun. Yeah.
0: What do you What do you think, Dave?
1: Um, I remember thinking it was pretty good. Uh, I have I only saw it once, and I don't really. I will probably like never see the need to like go back and watch it, but I might. Cause I think it's, it's fun. And I probably before the third one, I'll probably rewatch the first two. So it's pretty good. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, uh, I also want to just briefly mention uh, a new album I've been listening to. Uh, it's from a band called Babe Rainbow. Uh, they're kind of a, a beach rock, psychedelic, like, Australian band. Uh, they're from the same record label as King Gizzard, which is how I found them. Nice. Um, but yeah, they. Uh, so I've been into the Babe Rainbow for a couple of years now. Um, and yeah, they've just kind of released some, some fun, light, beach rock, uh, psych vibes on their previous, I think, three albums prior to this um and their new album it's called changing colors uh kind of just continues that same vibe it's pretty good uh it's a lot of fun it definitely feels like a summer album um so i'm probably going to be listening to it a lot just over the next few months um but they also in uh they also like bring in a lot of like kind of classic rock vibes into this album like once like the second song on the album is called the wind just straight up feels like a song from like america (laughs) um and i just really dig that um And, yeah, like, there's a couple tracks on here that, like, there's things that, like, maybe don't work as well. Like, one of the, I think it's the third song on the album features, a uh, like, a guest appearance from Jaden Smith. uh, Just kind of randomly. Wow. Because I I was reading into it a little bit. Apparently, like, he's just a big fan of this band. And, like, he reached out to them and was like, hey, we should do something together. And they're like, all right, sure. Um, And then they put that in this album. And, like, I don't. So I don't I don't personally listen to Jaden Smith's music, but I don't think like his feature on this song is bad by any means. I think it just kind of stands out in context of the album. It just kind of doesn't really fit the vibe of what they're doing with the album as a whole, and it's hmm. kind of just like oh now there's Jaden Smith, weird. Um, and it's just kind of a weird like crossover, I guess. Um, I th- on, just through reading on Reddit, like there's some people that are just dunking on this uh, <laughs> on this feature like left and right. I don't think it's that bad, um, but. Yeah, um, check it out if you're if you're interested. It's pretty good. Cool, nice. It's, it's fun. Um, yeah. So from there, we'll we'll move into the into the news for the week. Um, so yeah, uh, we got like two small comic book things this week. Uh, first of all, Margot Robbie was being interviewed, and she confirmed that they are not in development on a sequel to Birds of Prey. Uh, Birds of Prey came out February of 2020, so like right before the pandemic hit um and it kind of bombed at the box office it was it was received pretty well um but not like outstandingly well or anything but then just like nobody went and saw it and this this was like the first four weeks this movie was out was all pre-pandemic when theaters were still open and everything so you can't really blame the pandemic for that it's just kind of a movie that didn't do very well so i think it makes sense that they're not making another one like i'd be interested to see another one just because i think these characters are interesting but also, like, I feel like the best part about this movie is um, Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn, and we're already getting more of her in The Suicide Squad and probably in other films. Um, so I just think there's no, really not a need to make another Birds of Prey movie. Um, what do you guys think?
1: Yeah, I. this is not surprising, really, at all. Um, but it makes me kind of sad because I really like Birds of Prey, and I rewatched it pretty recently, and I thought it held up very well. Um, Ewan McGregor is really, really good as Black Mask. Like he's just very weird and funny, Um, and he wouldn't have been in the sequel because spoiler alert, he just is very much is dead because he exploded. (laughs) Yeah, he blows up. Yes, Um, but yeah, I thought it was really fun. I think a major mistake of that movie, and I think what they just what could have led to it doing better is I just don't think they really defined very well what it was. Um, There's all that. Uh, stuff at the time with like what the title of the movie was because it originally was called it was Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn yes and then they're like you know what I think that's dumb and then like the weekend after the opening weekend when it did not do well they like had every theater like just call it like Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey yeah. so then people would actually know what it was Yeah. kind of Um. but yeah I think besides that they also just there isn't a lot of birds of praying in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, they just don't really do anything until the very end. And they don't all meet each other until the very end. And that, that's just kind of it. Like, like and all of that stuff is really cool. Like, the action's really good. Um, I think Mary Elizabeth Winstead is great as the Huntress. She's really mm-hmm. funny. Um, I don't remember the name of the actress, but whoever plays... Um... Black Canary.
0: Uh, I think it's uh, Journey Smollett. Yeah.
1: Yeah. She's really good. So yeah, it's like, it's a really good cast. It's a really fun movie, but I think there were just some missteps with the story and like how they were marketing it and it just kind of died and we're just never going to see it again. We're just sad, but... I'm sure we will, Margot Robbie will be doing more things, and maybe they'll bring these characters back in different ways later.
0: Would you have had any interest in a Birds of Prey sequel, Mia?
2: (laughs) Seeing as I have not seen anything with her character in it, no.
0: (laughs) That makes sense.
2: Yeah, no, I haven't.
0: Um, So, yeah, moving on from there. Uh, This week, uh, news started going around that uh, Shang-Chi and the Eternals uh, might have some trouble playing in Chinese theaters. Um, So... I'm not as well versed into how the Chinese box office and the Chinese just like film industry works. Um, But from what I've gathered, uh, they only allow uh, like a few uh, American films to like play in Chinese theaters every year. Um, Like the Chinese like film, like the basically the film like section of the government like in their propaganda section and everything um like only allow a few american films in um and they released like a list of movies that were going to be playing throughout the year and neither shang chi or eternals were on that list um they did mention that these films could play um just based on individual theaters like if they wanted to play them and make their own deals they could but like the actual chinese government is not endorsing them so i think this is this might be a bit of a hurdle uh for disney because i think both of these films could have done very well in China, um, but I think the Chinese government—this is speculation on my part. And I, don't want to get too, I don't want to get too into it because I'm not as educated on this as I should be, um, but I think the Chinese government maybe isn't big on either of these because I know Shang-Chi has gotten a little backlash uh, from like Chinese viewers because it's uh, like a Chinese-American— um, like character and like the whole bit of the characters, him leaving China and then becoming a hero. Um, and then I know some people are not big on some Chinese viewers are not big on Chloe Zhao as a director for Eternals because she kind of did the same thing where she left China and then started making, uh, films and everything. Um, so there's just, I guess a little bit of tension there and that might explain why neither of these films are at least going to be playing, uh, with the Chinese government's consent. um, but yeah. Do you guys have anything to add to this?
1: Not particularly. I'm not very like you said, I'm not very like well versed in this whole situation and I'm sure there's just lots of complicated politics here. Um but yeah, I think from a pure Disney making money perspective, I'm sure they're not super happy about this because movies like you know, like big blo- big blockbusters usually just play very well in China and, and make a lot of money there. Mm-hmm. Um so that I'm sure and and in a time when they are relatively struggling. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they're still making lots of billions of dollars, but um I'm sure they would I've loved to have had like that boost um to their pandemic affected uh revenue. So. Yeah,
0: because the Chinese box office at this point is basically equivalent to the US box office. Like yeah. you, there's a lot of money to be made in China. So mm-hmm. like the fact that neither of these films are going to be playing there does hurt. Um but yeah, we'll see how much it hurts in the long run. Yeah. Um, moving on from there, uh, did either of you guys watch Enola Holmes? I I'm...
1: watched maybe half of it. I watched some of it, and I was like, "This is fine." I didn't love it.
0: So I watched Enola Holmes this when it came out, and I reviewed it for the DN. And I remember like thinking it was actually pretty good. I enjoyed it. Like I had a, I had a good time with it. I did not like love it by any means, but it was still like way better than i expected it to be i thought it was like kind of a dumb idea for a movie but then i actually like had a good time with it and seeing henry cavill play uh play sherlock holmes in this i thought was fun and millie bobby brown as uh the title character and holmes and it's, i think it's sam claflin as mm. as um mycroft mycroft yeah just generally i think it's a really fun movie and they're developing a sequel to it uh at netflix um that apparently is going to see henry cavill's uh Sherlock Holmes getting a much larger role uh, and I'm excited about that. I think it'll be good. Um I'm not it's not like one of my most anticipated films of the next few years by any means, but I'm I'm curious to see where they go. I'll I'll check it out when it comes out. Do you guys have any thoughts on um, this? Um
1: Yeah. I I I think I could see the seeds of like a very strong franchise like in this movie um i didn't dislike it by any means i just it just didn't really like grab me and i think i watched it like kind of late at night and was just like i don't want to stay up and watch all of it it also was kind of long from memory but i don't really remember exactly um so yeah i sure i i like i like everybody involved with this so maybe i will go back
0: it was two hours and three minutes that's too long
1: (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah, I, I like everybody involved with this. Like I, I think the cast is really good. So, yeah,
0: why not? What do you guys think the first one has on Rotten Tomatoes?
1: 73.
0: 68.
1: It's got a 91. <laughs> what? It's pretty high. It's pretty good. Wow. <laughs>
2: Sorry. Wow. I tried, to, I tried to time that differently. Wow. wow.
1: That's what I think. Mia was so shocked that she sneezed. <laughs>
0: um yeah moving on from there uh we got the news that sonic the hedgehog 2 has already finished production they are done filming this movie um i think it just started filming like a month ago or something so they really like just sped through this thing um, sped through it there you go like sonic the hedgehog would
1: yeah because he's fast
0: <laughs> um but yeah i don't really have much to say about this other than i actually thought the first sonic was kind of fun uh i think the setup for a sequel was interesting and we'll see what the sequel is i think it could be good and yeah what, what do you guys think
1: yeah so my my uh my feelings about sonic the hedgehog are kind of interesting because i i i went i went into it like very so I, I went to see it, like, opening night, like, on Valentine's Day with my friends um and kind of went into it thinking, like, I'm going to hate this movie, but I'm going to, like, ironically pretend that I like it. And that kind of mindset turned into me actually liking the movie. <laughs> um And I just, yeah, I kind of said, like, oh, I love Sonic the Hedgehog, like, as a bit. And it turned into me, me being, like, I think this is okay. It's not, like, a good movie. Like, and it, I think it's objectively pretty not good. But <laughs> for a Sonic the Hedgehog movie... It's not bad. Yeah, um, it is what it was trying yeah. to be. Yeah, and Jim Carrey was fun, and I don't really care about the Sonic lore, but like Knuckles is gonna be in it, and the, and Tails is gonna be in it, and so that's very exciting. Um, I feel like this is a movie that it's not like super surprising that they took like they did not take that long to film because probably a lot of it is just like we're gonna shoot an open space and we're gonna put Sonic and his. Friends in there, so like, yeah. like there isn't like that much. There probably aren't that many humans that mm-hmm. they need to film in this. Is, is James Marsden going to be in the second one?
0: I think so. I would okay. assume so, yeah. but maybe not.
1: Yeah, but yeah, yeah, cool.
0: Hmm. Mia, on a scale of one to ten, how excited for you are for Sonic and the Hedgehog two? Sonic and the Hedgehog two. Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> Sonic two. Sonic <laughs> and the Hedgehog. Sonic
2: and the Hedgehog. <laughs> it's like the Fast and the Furious. Yeah. One point two. Okay, so it's <laughs> not nothing. So like, you're excited a little. Sure. <laughs> i don't know amazing i don't know what to Incredible.
0: say um yeah so we'll move on from there uh just briefly want to touch on jungle cruise dave's most anticipated movie of the year as we all know um and disney announced this uh this week that jungle cruise is going to be taking the same route as like uh, a cruella you a black widow where it's playing in theaters and on D- on disney plus premiere access when it comes out i believe in july sometime um so yeah, I mean, I guess that makes sense. I don't really have anything else to say about this other than just acknowledging that, yeah, maybe, sure. If you <laughs> want to do that, go for it.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, so I've been to Disney World a good amount of times in my life because I lived in Georgia, so it was like very accessible for us to go to when I was a little kid. Um, and Jungle Cruise is Disney World's most boring ride. <laughs> so like, I, I just, I don't, I, from the very beginning... I've just been like, why is, does this exist? The ride for those, for if you guys don't know, is just you, you go on this boat and there's like a Disney worker pretending to be like you're on a real Jungle Cruise and I'm gonna show you all the animals, and then you just ride around on a boat and you look at animatronic animals. They're <laughs> not even real animals. It's just like, oh look, it's a fake hippo. Oh, an alligator just came out of the water. Well, it's a fake alligator. So why do I care about this? So I, does it, like...
2: it look real, or no. does it move like? It-
1: it's i think they've kind of updated it but it they made it in like the 80s or 90s so it doesn't like look great by any means like Shoot. It, it, it's not like dave's like i want real alligators <laughs> <laughs> please it just it's it's a pointless ride um and i don't care about this movie i i there's not really like any sort of well there's like when you're waiting in the ride uh, in like the line for the ride there's like some kind of like easter eggs about oh there's an explorer who maybe died here or something i don't really remember but i don't care about this so cool i will not pay money to see this (laughs) um yeah i assume you don't have any thoughts on that
0: (laughs) that's correct cool um last week we talked about dave batista being the first big name to join uh, the cast of knives out too um and since then we've gotten three more big names uh joining this cast uh edward norton janelle monet and katherine hahn have all joined the cast of knives out too. And yeah, I think this is just very exciting. It's a cast that, as of so far, is living up to the the reputation of the incredible cast of the first film. And yeah, I'm just I'm just very excited for this. I think this is this is turning out well. And I'm excited to see all of these uh, all these actors in a in a fun Ryan Johnson directed who done it again. Um yeah, looking forward to it. I think Catherine Hahn, a lot of people have just been getting very, very excited about that on Twitter because, obviously, she was just recently in WandaVision, so that's kind of on the mind recently. But then also, like, Edward Norton and Janelle Monet are both fantastic, and, yeah, I think this is just what's not to be excited about with this. What do you guys think?
1: Yeah, I feel like all of these three, plus Dave Bautista, are all, like, very intriguing candidates for, like, if they were the person who did it in this movie, they would all equally be very fun as like the villain mm-hmm. so i think yeah that i i'm very excited about this i think and i'm sure they will add more and more names that will be mm-hmm. very compelling and and cool so
2: mm-hmm. yeah i feel like i feel like i haven't really seen janelle Monet in anything
0: question mark she's a very good actress okay um, she was in uh, uh hidden that... figures uh back oh in, like, that's 2015 right. And that was that was pretty good. Yes. Um and then okay. she was just in uh antebellum last year. Right. And I didn't think antebellum was good at all. But I thought she was pretty good in it.
2: I remember um, your review of it. It was great. But no, I I so I can I feel like I can see Edward Norton and Catherine Hunt fitting in very well with the vibes of the previous or like the OG knives out. So yeah, this is it'll be fun. I feel like this cast is ridiculously stacked already. Which is pretty fun.
0: Yeah. And it's probably only going to get more stacked in the coming wow. weeks. We'll probably talk about this again next week as we get more <laughs> casting. Yep. So, yeah. Wow. Uh, we already mentioned Bang Jun ho earlier with Mia talking about Okja. Um, but uh, he's gearing up to start working on his uh, on his next film, uh, which I guess is going to be an animated film. Yeah. Um, I see someone okay (laughs) i didn't i didn't even notice okay dave while i was talking so the description of this animated film is that it's set in the deep sea and i guess the main character is going to be an invertebrate fish uh who thinks he's suffering from spinal disc herniation which just sounds really weird but yeah as i was talking david highlighted c in the doc and pointed out that i spelled it wrong i put s-e-e how dare you instead of s-e-a sad you're a college graduate i am like well, like I said last week, got those degrees, and just be like, I don't have to know anything anymore. Yep. I've oh, got it on
1: paper. No thoughts, just movies. Yes. yes. <laughs>
0: um, Yeah, I think this sounds really interesting, and sound, it. I'm really curious to see what Bong Jun ho does with an animated film, especially one with this concept. Uh, I think I'm very excited for this. What do you guys think?
1: Yeah, I. that's a very specific and weird synopsis, <laughs> uh, but I'm sure it'll be interesting, and it will probably just become like a deep commentary about life and like classism and just whatever. So.
0: It's the kind of film that very much screams I just want an Oscar and I can make whatever I want to make. Yep. Uh, Pretty um, much. So yeah. yeah. Uh what do you think Mia?
1: Yeah.
2: Uh well, I don't know. <laughs> it's an interesting <laughs> premise, I guess. I mean, knowing him, it'll be very compelling whatever message it's trying to tell,
0: but what yeah. if there is no message? What if it's just a well, fish that's freaking it's out about for two a, hours? Just about
1: a Gosh, fish. I could see that
2: too. I wonder what kind of fish it's gonna be.
1: An invertebrate fish. Well,
2: but what is it gonna look like?
1: <laughs> no spine. <laughs> ha ha.
0: I ha. hope it's one of those like really ugly, like goopy fish <gasps> with like, like the big the loose. Yeah. That would
1: that would be that would be fun.
2: <laughs> that, that would fish. be hilarious.
1: Finding email, but the fish looks awful. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think we can all agree that on a scale of 1 to 10, we are all a 10 for this. Yes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Um, So, yeah. uh, Joining the cast of Indiana Jones 5, which we've gotten a lot of Indiana Jones 5 casting lately. So, there's obviously Mm -hmm. Harrison Ford, but then there's also Mads Mikkelsen uh, and um, the Fleabag, Fleabag Girl. um, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Phoebe Waller-Bridge. And then this week we got Boyd Holbrook and went Renee Willis. Jeanette renee wilson i don't know her but boyd holbrook uh i know specifically from his work with uh with this director on logan um he was pretty good in logan uh he was kind of one of the one of the villains in that um and i've seen him in a couple other things but yeah i'm looking forward to this i don't have anything particular to say about either of them other than that. it's just good to see like a solid cast building for indiana jones 5 um you guys have any thoughts
1: not really I no. did not know who either of these people were, and then I looked up Boyd Holbrook, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that guy." So
0: yep. Cool. Um, uh, so next on the dock is this Warner Media Discovery thing. We'll talk about that last because that's kind of a big thing. Um, so just earlier today, uh, news came out that Paramount has hired uh, director Lindsay Beer uh, to direct a new Pet Cemetery movie and what should be noted is that this is a pet cemetery movie that is like directly like in continuity with the 2019 pet cemetery movie so it's either going to be a prequel or a sequel of sorts but it is set in that same like universe um and why i don't is anybody is anybody asking for this uh, does anybody want to see like a spin-off of pet cemetery like the the 2019 one was like okay um and like Pet Cemetery, like is a brand that like people recognize. But like even the one from the eighties, like as beloved as it is, is like fine. Like, I don't know. Are you guys at all interested in seeing another Pet Cemetery movie?
1: Um no. <laughs> <laughs> um so looking up what, what uh what Lindsay Beer has done, so she wrote Chaos Walking, which was apparently very bad. Yeah. Um I've and heard very mixed things about it. She that. was A screenwriter for transformers the last night so that's not good yeah um she also wrote and no produced there's a movie sierra burgess is a loser oh that's terrible (laughs) yeah so that's not great that was that movie with barb from stranger things that was on netflix yeah
2: and peter kavinsky being in
1: um (laughs) she was in the writer's room for godzilla vs. kong she was she's also writing the live action Bambi adaptation. <laughs> I forgot that was a thing. Um she also apparently is uh wait, hold on. I lost my place. She also was maybe going to write that Silver Sable movie that never happened. Um So that's um and maybe is also writing a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie that is going to happen. So she's just doing a lot. So like Yeah. It's one of those <laughs> people that is like
0: has Pretty much produce nothing of like actual quality, but yeah. yet somehow keeps getting a job.
1: Yes. So so who knows? Maybe like, maybe ma- this random pet cemetery spin-off movie will be the the, the big one. Maybe this will be <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> the the first the first good movie. Um but hey, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Are you interested in another pet cemetery movie, Mia?
2: Not particularly. I did not see the first,
0: so it's
2: not really my really nice genre.
1: Spooky
0: cats. My, the the spooky only children. like <laughs> big thing I remember about the the recent Pet cemetery movie is that it came out the same weekend as Shazam. Mm. I do I do remember that specifically yeah. for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. I um, yeah. also want to just very briefly mention. Uh, so Zack Snyder has just been in the news a lot lately just talking about being Zack Snyder and what his life is as a movie as a as a filmmaker I guess Um, he talked a lot about how Warner Brothers just kind of hates him and was like no we are not going to continue the Snyderverse just we have no interest in doing that Uh, and then he also just made headlines for saying that he pitched them uh, a third 300 movie that they were like now we're good and I think that makes sense because the second 300 uh, I haven't I think I saw the original one like a long time ago but I haven't watched it any time recently uh, I never saw the sequel apparently the sequel was very bad he wasn't I don't think he was very involved with the sequel I think that was just kind of a separate thing um, so like I think it would have been interesting getting him back for another 300 movie but also like as a fan of Zack Snyder I'm just much more interested in just seeing what else he does because apparently army of the dead's like pretty good um so i'm looking forward to seeing that i think that's in theaters right now so i'll go check that out sometime oh is it, um, is it really yeah it opened in theaters this weekend and then it hits netflix netflix this Ooh, friday okay um so yeah i might actually i might try and check that out this week sometime now that i'm thinking about it um but yeah would you guys have been interested in a, in another 300 film from zack snyder
1: um no <laughs> <laughs> i think i've seen the first one Maybe
0: um, it's pretty much just a lot of almost naked, sweaty men yelling and throwing spears for in, like two hours. In slow motion yes. from memory. Yes. And I it's entirely that, on a green screen. I remember
1: that one part where that guy gets like kicked into that hole. Yeah. That's
0: like the most iconic part yes. of that movie.
1: Um, yeah. In in regards to Zack Snyder, I think love him or hate him. You cannot blame Warner Brothers for just being absolutely sick of this guy. Yeah. Because he's made a lot of movies for them with varying ranges of box office success, but I don't think really any of them have been like slam dunk home run movies. Mm-hmm. They, he just has kind of like barely gotten by from like a financial perspective for them to be like, yeah, I guess, I guess you can make an- another movie for yeah. us. And then he made Justice he kind of made Justice League and that did terribly. And then they thought they were done with him and then just because of him, and not this isn't his fault that people made this insane campaign for Zack Snyder's Justice Mm -hmm. League or the Snyder Cut or whatever. Um, Say what
0: you will about his films, but he has a very dedicated He does.
1: (laughs) And they pretty much got peer pressured into (laughs) putting $70 million into a movie that did not do very well, really, did not move the needle for their HBO Max numbers. Mm -hmm. I just think they kind of wanted to bury it because they didn't put it into theaters. They didn't really promote it very much. And I think they're just like, no we're done we're just we're done with you we just don't we just don't want to do anything with you anymore and hey like that's 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 their prerogative and he's been very vocal about how they have not been very nice kind to him and that apparently he's Love working with Netflix for Army of the Dead. Yeah, and uh-huh. apparently
0: Netflix has, like, loved working with him. Great. Apparently it seems like a very good relationship. And I think he signed, like, a deal to, like, make several films with cool. Netflix. Well, So if you're if you're a Zack Snyder fan, I think the biggest thing you can do for Zack Snyder right now is just to go see Army of the Dead. Yeah. Support what he's doing right
1: now yes. rather than just getting caught up on the DC,
0: on all the DC stuff. Yeah. Because it's not going to happen.
1: I, yeah. it's. I think we said this when the initial like release of Snyder Cut stuff happened. Like there I did not think there was any way that yeah, we were I didn't either. get that. But I really don't think we're gonna get anything more from this. No. So Yeah. Um
0: so yeah, speaking of Warner Brothers, uh we so we haven't talked about this uh with the three of us yet. So this'll this will be an interesting <laughs> conversation. But there's some pretty big news coming out of like the the world of Hollywood business right now involving Warner Warner Brothers and Warner Media. Um, specifically, uh, so AT&T, uh, just bought, uh, Warner, Warner brothers and like turned it into Warner media. I think they bought it back in 2016, but that like that purchase got approved in 2018. So they've only had it for like three years and they're already selling it off because they're just not, I guess they're not happy with the direction the company has been going or the way the company has been performing. Um, and specifically, uh, they're selling it off kind of to discovery but really what's happening is warner media and discovery are going to be merging uh and forming basically a new company that i guess they're going to be announcing the name of later this week um and if you're not interested in movies this might be super boring but also like this is a big deal because if this gets approved um which the it won't happen until like sometime mid next year so it's it's kind of like the Disney Fox thing where like it gets announced and it's a very, very big deal but then not much happens in the public eye until like a year or so later um, but if that's gets approved uh, whatever this new company is called will be the second largest entertainment company in the world like the only small the only bigger company would be Disney like this would be bigger than Netflix bigger, bigger than Paramount or Universal uh-huh. or anything um, and that's because so obviously warner brothers is already a very big company uh, but then discovery who actually just recently launched discovery plus which has apparently been pretty successful um but jo- uh in this um so basically this one company I, i've got i've got a I've got a thing pulled up here would be in charge of uh, so HBO, Warner Brothers, uh, Discovery Channel, DC Comics, CNN, Cartoon Network, HGTV, the Food Network, uh, all of the Turner Networks, which is like Turner Classic Movies and everything, TNT, TBS, Eurosport, Magnolia, Magnolia TLC, Animal Planet, ID, and many more. Then this is from like AT&T's website. Um, and yeah, so this is a very big deal um because it's basically yeah it's just making a brand new like major entertainment company um apparently it's going to be entirely separate from AT&T so AT&T is like selling off all of their Warner Brothers material um and the new company will be kind of a at least in terms of like the actual leadership involved in the company it'll be kind of a merged um It'll be a merged company. So, like, some executives from Warner Brothers will stay on. Others, uh, specifically Jason Keillor, probably will not. Um, Jason Keillor uh, is kind of just one of the. I think he's the CEO of WarnerMedia, but apparently, like, he's already, like, lawyered up to, like, figure out this transition as he, like, probably exits the company and the Discovery CEO becomes the CEO of this new company. Yeah, I think this is. We, we'll we see what happens with this. Um, they did specifically state that if this goes through, HBO Max and Discovery Plus will be merging into one streaming service, um, which will also be kind of a big deal because that, I think... So Discovery Plus has already been pretty successful. Atrio Max is gaining success, but I think if you bring the two together and try and keep that price point down, it has the potential to become like an, another like genuinely major streaming service. Um not that those two already aren't, but like they're not on the level of like a Netflix or a Disney Plus or anything. Um but this company would be a bigger company than Netflix. Um so I think they would have the the possibility to do that. Just we'll see. What happens in the coming days, uh, like rumors just started coming out about this yesterday and then it got officially announced today and I'm sure we will get more news in the coming weeks. Just generally, what do you guys think about this?
1: Yeah, this is just the continuation of what we've been seeing the last few years of Giant Studios just trying to buy up and join with as many other uh, entertainment studios and companies as they can to just kind of control as, as many IP as they possibly can. Um, so, yeah, I think this makes sense. I, that's kind of crazy to me that it would be the second largest uh, besides Disney. Um, but, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know if this is, like, necessarily good or bad, but it just kind of... Yeah, it's 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 gonna keep happening probably. So
0: it's kind of embarrassing for AT&T because again, AT&T just bought Warner Brothers a few years ago and they paid 85 billion dollars for Time Warner and they're selling it uh, or they're selling Warner Media and all of that for 43 billion. So about half of what they paid for it. Um, And. We'll see what happens with AT&T moving forward. Um, they might just be trying to get out of the entertainment uh, business altogether because, notably, they weren't in the entertainment industry until just a few years ago when they bought WarnerMedia. Um, and so we'll see what happens now. Um, yeah, the the new company is going to be run by David Zaslav, um, who... Has, I guess, been an executive at Discovery for a long time. But prior to that, worked at Paramount for like 20 years. And there's already rumors going around that once this new company is formed, Paramount's going to swoop in and buy it. Um, So that would be an even bigger deal. Um, So yeah, I think everyone's just trying to compete with Disney and Netflix right now. Because they're both just absolutely killing it. Um, Yeah. You have any thoughts on this, Mia?
2: You know, no. (laughs) I don't understand stocks i don't know (laughs) i don't really know um
0: if if we wanted to get into stocks um (laughs) how like the ownership of this company is going to work out is about 75 percent uh of the companies of this new company stocks will go to current at&t stockholders uh and then the rest will go to discovery stockholders Hmm. so like it's going to be already public and split up right away and yeah, we'll see how it goes. I think it's very interesting. We'll see what happens with whatever this company's gonna be. We'll see if they keep the Warner Brothers name at all. Will they keep the Discovery name? Like will they merge the two? I don't know. We'll find out. They're both pretty big names. Um Yeah. We'll 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 find out. <laughs> we'll probably talk about this again before the end of the podcast, um, in general. Um, yeah. As far as trailers this week, we got one trailer for Snake Eyes, which is a G.I. Joe spinoff starring Henry Golding. Um, This movie's been in development for, like, a decade by now, um, and now it's actually happening. And they released the first trailer for it, and yeah, it looks okay. It looks like a kind of generic action ninja movie. Um, The trailer's only, like a minute long. So it feels very much like a, like a teaser and more of an announcement rather than an actual trailer. And I feel like if you're going to try and come out and like make a ble- a big splash, you should release a full trailer rather than just a minute long thing. Um, but I mean, I guess whatever their marketing department wants to do, whatever they think's best for this movie, which comes out in July, I think. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, you guys watch this snake eyes trailer. What'd you think?
1: Um, so full disclosure, I knew I I, I knew that I had heard of a character called Snake Eyes from his popular culture, but I was like, I kind of don't remember what it's from until the until like the the title card show up showed up and it said GI Joe Origins and I was like, oh yeah, okay. Um, I do not care about this like, at all. <laughs> um, I the last time there was a spin-off with uh, the name Origins in it is when they tried to do like all those X-Men spin-offs with X-Men Origins Wolverine yeah. um, so. I do not anticipate this will be very good, but sure, why not?
0: <laughs> do you care about a Snake Eyes movie, Mia?
2: Not particularly, no. I mean, I also didn't know what it was, so I went in. I I was thinking about asking, what is this? And then I thought, no, I'll have it be a surprise for myself. So, I mean, it looks like a pretty straightforward punching, violence, cars flipping sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> so.
0: I have... Two thoughts on this. <laughs> um, one is, so I'm not a big G.I. Joe fan. I don't think anyone in our generation is a big G.I. Joe fan. <laughs> I think it's yeah. something that is just for people from the 80s that think it's really cool, but then literally nobody else cares about. Um, and I think people that grew up in the 80s are now executives in Hollywood that think everyone cares about G.I. Joe still, and nobody cares about G.I. Joe. So we'll see how this movie does. Um, but... From what I've gathered from uh, G.I. Joe, and I could be wrong about this because, again, I'm not a G.I. Joe fan, but I think one of the bits with Snake Eyes is that he like never removes his helmet, and like I don't think you actually see him with his helmet on at all in this trailer. Like You see a shot of his helmet, yeah. um, but it's mostly just Henry Golding running around. Um, my other thought is good for Henry Golding for getting a role like this like I'm a big fan of Henry Golding I think he's a really good actor and I think like he has the potential to be like an actual like big name movie star Um, but it just hasn't happened yet Um, I think he was up for the role of Shang-Chi but that obviously ended up going to going to Simu Liu Um, so I'm just glad to see that he's he's got something going on for him he was really good in Crazy Rich Asians Um, and yeah I hope I hope this movie's good just so he can be in more things I hope he's not like I don't know just another potentially big star that ends up kind of coming and going and doesn't actually get much work um so yeah it's nice guys well we'll Snake see eyes. i hope it's good but it looks fine looks fine <laughs> yeah um so yeah moving into our main topic for the week uh our main topic this week we just wanted to talk about uh, our favorite and yeah we just want to talk about the summer because it's it's summertime Uh, and it's summer movie time and we like, we like both of those things, I guess. I assume you guys like the summer. I do like the summer. Yes. (laughs) Hot take. Summer is good. Summer's pretty good. I Uh, wouldn't
1: say it's my favorite season, but it's definitely up
2: there. Really? Yeah. What is your favorite season? I don't know.
1: I don't (laughs) think it's summer. Wow. I think it's either the spring or the fall.
2: Okay. Interesting.
0: Um, but yeah, so we just want to talk about, so obviously the summer movie season has been a big thing pretty much since the seventies with Jaws. Uh, so we just want to talk about what movies, uh, we just kind of most associate with the summer. What are some good summer movies? Um, and yeah, so we're, it's kind of just gonna be a loose conversation. We'll go around Robin. I think we each have like five movies picked out, but we can talk about whatever, I guess. Um, so yeah, Dave, starting with you, what's, what's a good summer movie?
1: So when I think of summer, um, and summer movies, the first movie that comes to mind is a movie that kicks off with a song directly about summer and it being Summertime, and that is the movie High School Musical 2. I distinctly remember... Summer. Wow. Summer. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Um, I distinctly remember uh, sitting in in front of my television as a... When did this movie come out? Uh, As a seven-year-old, and um, uh, there was, like, a premiere, like like watch party thing on disney channel and it was like zach efron and vanessa Hudgens just like sitting at a pool and being like we're about to watch our movie and we're gonna watch it with us and i was like hell yeah and so i just very much remember that movie coming out i associate it with summer um i don't know i it just has immaculate summer vibes um and i just i don't know it just it's, it's not a good movie but and i think we've talked about high school musical a lot in this podcast but love it it's it's, it's 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 i think it's the summer movie and i think that's universal obviously so
0: <laughs> i will agree that it is a movie
1: that is set in the summer <laughs> cool i'm glad we can agree on that
2: <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good good start um, well we were just talking about this and it's not a movie it's a tv show but stranger things so, it, That's so true. It was literally on my list before you brought this up, so I apologize if we're just repeating it. So I'll keep it short, but yeah, I think the first season came out in the summer of yes, 2016.
1: Yes, correct. That sounds right.
2: And yeah, just a lot of summer nostalgia and kids not being in school and biking around at night, and yeah, just classic summer things and you know monsters. It's it's weird. To summary me
1: that you then don't like the third season. Because the first season's not set in the summer. Isn't it? No, it's not. It's set in the spring. Oh, um close enough. How dare yeah. you. It's yes.
2: technically still spring right now.
1: Okay, but technically. like they're in school, they're not like on vacation. Shoot. So Okay and like well, the, the whatever. Third season like that's what I love about the third season. Like it's set around the fourth of July. There's okay. like a fair, there's fireworks. There's they're in a big eighties mall. It's, I, I, like true. that is like the like i agree with you it has big summer vibes to me okay but, but especially because the first season did come out in the summer even though it wasn't set then yeah but
2: okay well yeah. hmm, it's pretty good hmm, i don't think i'll ever give it another go but what uh,
1: just, did you watch I the whole know. third season mm-hmm. that's so weird man People can have different opinions, it would seem. I think we've learned something <laughs> on this podcast.
2: We have learned something wow. after all. Amazing. I don't have yeah. to respect your opinion, but I can right. acknowledge it exists. It does exist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is my opinion.
1: Kyle, what is a summer to you? Uh,
0: what, what is summer? What is summer? Um, so when I think of summer movies for whatever reason the movies that just immediately (laughs) pop into my head are the Pirates of the Caribbean movies Um, I think this is I think this is like a childhood association for me because these movies all came out in the summer Uh, I have a very specific memory of like my parents taking my brother and I to see the third Pirates of the Caribbean movie when it came out Um, I think it was like sometime in May of like 2006, 2007 or something. Um, and just generally when I was a kid, I was a big fan of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies and I would watch them all the time, specifically in the summer when I had time to watch these movies. Um, and yeah, I think they're just a lot of fun. Uh, I think say what you will about the second and the third ones. Um, I think they're objectively like not great, but I love them. Um, and so yeah, I just got a lot of nostalgia wrapped up in these movies and I just associate them with being a kid in the summertime and I think just like the general just swashbuckling piratey vibe to it, um, and setting and sense of humor to everything related to Pirates of the Caribbean, um, is is pretty good for the summer. Um I wanna make it known that I'm only talking about the first three movies. Uh, I think the fourth one is not good and the fifth one is fine. Um but I really enjoy the first three and you have not seen any of these movies, have you, Dave? I have not. I was thinking about that the other day. We should watch these movies. We should. Yeah, I, I think, I'm. So I think you would really like the first one. I genuinely have no idea how you'll feel about the <laughs> second and third one, and that kind of makes me want to watch them even more with you. Uh, so we should do it for a movie night sometime. Do it like three weeks in a row, yeah. or do it in one day. Just sit down and watch yeah, all <laughs> all three of them. Um, yeah. So Pirates of the Caribbean. That's that's my pick.
1: Yeah, a few a few things about that. I think that goes into the category of movies that like aren't about summer but they just have summer vibes and like i have a few of those on my list as Mm -hmm. well um
0: i think except for one of them or except for like two of them uh three so three of the movies on my list have summer vibes and then two of them also have summer vibes but then also are in the summer wow
1: that's crazy yeah nice (laughs) um but yeah my so i've yeah i've never seen Pirates of the caribbean but um the the trip that i briefly mentioned that i was on last week uh it was to a cabin um and uh friend's cabin and there was like a natural creek that we like tube down and there's like this point where there are some like quote-unquote rapids like they're they aren't like intense but they like you're going pretty fast on it yeah and so i had my phone with me because it's waterproof and i just blared the pirates of the <laughs> theme as i like zipped down these rapids and it was amazing like yes. i felt just like a pirate so yeah. incredible <laughs> did han Zimmer do that
0: Sorry. uh so han Zimmer. On paper, he did only the second and third one, um, but he didn't do, he basically scored the first one. But what really happened was, like, they wanted him to score the first one, but he couldn't because he was, like, contractually obligated to do something else at the time. So then he just kind of did it in his own time and gave all of his notes to a friend composer of his named Klaus Bedelt. (laughs) uh, And that dude actually scored it. But basically all of the ideas were Hans Zimmer ideas. Okay. So, yes and no. But yes. Well. He he very specifically did the second and third ones. Cool.
1: Yeah. yeah, Well, it it sounds like a Hans Zimmer thing. Because it's very good. but, But Yeah
0: yeah so what's what's another summer movie for you dave
1: so uh we talked about this we we had a specific episode dedicated to this movie last summer um but i i, I feel the need to bring it up again uh which is jaws um definitely not like a very joyful summer vibes movie <laughs> yeah. because it's mostly about like it's summer but there's a big shark that's gonna kill you and that's not fun um but it, it just it it's set in the summer um it it has like i mean it is like the first like really blockbuster movie mm-hmm. and set the the stage for every other summer blockbuster to come so it has that going for it um but yeah i mean it, it's it's literally set in the summer and there's a lot of time in the beach on the beach and in the water and um getting chomped on by a shark and isn't that <laughs> all isn't that what we all want from the summer yes. so um I, yeah i won't go into it too much cuz we have a whole episode dedicated to it but jaws jaws is good i like it Jaws, Jaws is good. Haven't you not Jaws seen Jaws? I have not. We should watch Jaws.
0: Jaws is pretty good.
1: Wow.
2: All right. Big shark. I don't know. Big shark scare me.
1: <laughs> well, well, you don't actually see the shark that much. But that's what makes it scary. That's even worse. <laughs>
2: <laughs> if we're talking about big sharks, then I have to talk about mine. Cool. Go for it. My big shark. <laughs> that is the Meg.
0: Yes. <laughs> incredible
2: i'm actually watching it tonight and i'm so excited like i shouldn't be this excited to see a big stupid shark but i'm so excited i think it's
0: hilarious that you love this movie as much as you do
2: i don't know what it is it's about just like, big sharks
0: it's just very much not a movie that i would think you would be into but here we are
2: yeah i just (laughs) i think they're so fun and i like being able to see them things underwater terrify the living daylights out of me like looking down into open water like scares me so much but if there's a big shark i can at least see something at least see something i don't know yeah i think it's fun it's stupid it's the sort of movie that you go to because you don't want to be outside in the heat so you just go see it Sit in a cold theater for like two hours.
0: Go see a big shark with with the Jason Statham yep. and with uh, Rain Wilson.
2: And then you just don't oh, go so swimming again. Yeah. Have you not seen it? I've not seen <gasps> it. It's,
0: it's really dumb. It's but so it's dumb,
2: but it's it's really fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. I'm excited. It's. I guess, they, spo- doing...
0: Spoiler alert for The Meg. I just want to point out that I think it's hilarious how the so the shark like kind of dies and then plot twist. There's another big shark.
1: And it's incredible. It's
0: it's it's cinema.
1: <laughs> that's why cinema was created. It's yes. for movies like this. Yes. Are yeah. you excited for the Meg the Trench? There's another the Meg. Wow. They're making and another it's one. It's called the Meg the Trench.
2: <laughs> do they go down to the Mariana's Trench? I, I'm assuming.
0: Don't they do that in the first one?
2: I think they do because yeah. that's like how it comes through right
0: yeah maybe they maybe they go deeper and then there's even more meg
1: there's even even (laughs) a big there's a bigger one meg two significantly more megs (laughs) than meg one (laughs) that'd be great yeah yes
2: i just remember seeing this with my dad and i think we dragged my mother along to this and my dad and i were like this is so fun (laughs) and my mom was like what did you do but it was fun it was a good time yeah
0: yeah um so yeah, uh moving on to the next movie on my list, uh, is the first Avengers movie. Um, which I was I suppose, gonna
2: put that on mine, then I was like, this isn't a summer movie.
0: I suppose like the same argument could be made for like every Avengers movie because they all have come out in May. But I think I just associate the first one specifically because I saw I think I've talked about this on the podcast, but the first time I saw the the first Avengers was like three weeks after it came out in a theater. Um I went with my like my brother uh and a, and another friend of ours um and we went and saw it and it was basically in an empty theater because like the movie had already been out for like three or four weeks um but yeah it was just a ton of fun and it was like my first it was the first marvel film i had like seen in a theater it might have been the no well i know for a fact that i had seen at least iron man prior to that but i genuinely don't know if i'd seen the rest of the phase one marvel movies i know i like wanted to see captain america the summer prior but that just ended up not happening um (laughs) But, yeah, I saw it and then just kind of fell in love with Marvel as a whole. Uh, and I just still think that this is a, it's a really good summer movie. It's a fun summer blockbuster. Um, it might not actually be set in the summer, but it looks like it's set in the summer. Um, it just kind of has got that vibe to it. Um, and I want to I wanna revisit this movie sometime because I haven't watched it pretty much. I don't think I've watched it since, like, Infinity War came out. So it's been a few years. Wow. Um, and... I think there's some parts about this movie that maybe haven't aged super well in the years since. But I want to revisit it and see if they have. Like,
2: character-wise? Yeah.
0: I think just some of the dialogue and some of, like, the character beats and Mm. just general story um, maybe aren't, like, upon reflection, I feel like they're not great. I feel like they're not, like, as up to par of what we, like, now come to expect from the MCU. But then Mm -hmm. also, I feel like if you just take this movie for what it was at the time, then it's incredible. Because, like, nothing like this had been done really before. Yeah. Um, So that's, I kind of want to check it out again. Hmm. But, yeah, I still love The Avengers, um, and I just think it is, like, the definition of a modern summer blockbuster. So, yeah, that's my nice. pick. Cool.
1: It um, is your Meg. Yes. <laughs> we all have the our Megs, and for some people, it is the Meg. It is the Meg. For some Meg. people, it's The Avengers. Amazing. Um, I'm going to talk about a TV show next. Uh, I don't really have a way to introduce this TV show, so... Phineas and Ferb. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes.
0: I agree with this 100%. Yep.
1: I mean, the entire show takes place during summer, during the 104 days of summer vacation. Um, I think Phineas and Ferb is legitimately like a very funny show for adults. Yeah. Um, I have, very. I have uh, thought about just rewatching the entire show. Um, I assume I, it's on Disney plus. I think it is because I haven't really watched it since I was a kid, mm-hmm. but I'm, from memory and from like clips I've seen, I, it's it's a very very funny show. Um, this is obviously so subjective, but um, the uh, Rolling Stones like very recently put out a list of like the top 100 sitcoms of all time, and Phineas and Ferb was the 65th best <laughs> sitcom of all time, which is insanely high, and I don't even think that's probably makes any sense. <laughs> but I, I'm glad it got some love from like a mainstream kind of thing. Um, but yeah. Are you, have you, did you guys watch Phineas and Ferb? Oh yeah. yeah. I was a Phineas
0: and Ferb kid. I think Phineas and the Ferb, Phineas and the Ferb. <laughs> uh, That's the sequel uh, series. I'm just so used to big blockbusters being like sequel name the, and the The blank. Phineas <laughs> and Sonic the Ferb. Sonic and the Hedgehog. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think Phineas and Ferb is like one of the last great like Disney channel like shows, at least from like when I was a kid. It was, yeah, it's a ton of fun. Yeah. I did
1: not ever watch have any. You, of, have you? Nope. Oh, because I think we talked about this when uh, recently. Nature shows and a, Veggie Tales. Yeah, there's all a I show, had. There was a we saw at Kyle's graduation party. There was a balloon, and I was like, "You
2: should draw a oh, balloonie," and yes. you
1: did draw a balloonie because Balloony is a is a is a very uh, memorable <laughs> side character from Phineas and Ferb. He's just yes. a balloon who is the best friend of like the villain of the show. Wow, it's very. Good. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I think. I feel like Phineas and Ferb like meets your style of humor. Like I think you would. Really? Like, I think you would like it. I think I agree. Yeah, it's okay. just it's
0: it's like dumb fun. Yes. But it's it's so good. <laughs> it's
1: it's really. We should just watch some Phineas and Ferb. Yes. together. I would. Be I've never watched any of the Phineas and Ferb like movies. Or I haven't anything, either. But. Um, there's like, I've seen like a clip of how it ends, and like Phineas and what's um uh, Isabel? Is yeah, the yeah. They're like adults, and they're like. That's weird. You're like, we were in love the whole time. And like, that's how the show ends. <laughs> so. That's weird. Yeah. Pretty wild, but yeah,
2: pretty good. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Is yeah. it on Disney Plus? I, I believe
0: assume so. so. It's a Disney Channel original hey, show. So.
2: Well, maybe I will put my American Girl books aside and watch this.
0: <laughs> I still think, so like I just made the discovery a couple of years ago that like the, the theme song for Phineas and Ferb is done by Bowling for Soup. Yeah, uh, which is uh, the obviously the band that did 1984 and, like, a bunch of other uh, popular Uh-oh. songs. But then also there's an episode in the first season of Phineas and Ferb where they're, like, getting their parents' favorite band back together to, like, perform for their anniversary or something. And all of the band members are voiced by the members of Bowling for Soup. Uh, wow. And they, yeah, and very then good. they, like, perform all the songs in nice. that episode and everything. And I think that's incredible. That's very fun. Yes.
2: Yeah. Wow. Great, great times. Um, hmm. I'm trying to think. Yes, okay. This, this, uh, I don't believe that you have seen this, Kyle, but Dave has, and we've talked about this extensively. It is a beloved, beloved movie that I actually haven't seen for a couple of years, but I watch it, like, every year, at least once a year with my parents, because uh, my mom grew up with it, and it is breaking away. <laughs> it's so fun. It's set in Indiana, and it's for guys who have just graduated high school, and it's... It yeah, it's set during the summer. One of them is really into bike riding and he wants to be this Italian, like be on the Italian team of cyclists, and he's not Italian. He's from Indiana. So he like pretends to be Italian and he's doing all this training to be a really good cyclist. And some of them are like trying to figure out if they're gonna go to college. The town is like historically like, working class, and all their, like, dads work in um, a quarry, I think. They're called cutters, so they cut stone Hmm. out of these quarries. And, yeah, it's just super nostalgic, really, really fun, Um, just super heartwarming, and I think has aged very well. It's just kind of, like, stand by me in the friendship i think that it portrays like just these very wholesome friendships of these four guys dennis quaid is in it it's hilarious yeah it's a very very good movie and it's just very summery to me so nice a lot of fun
1: yeah i've watched breaking away a lot recently because my sister lives in bloomington indiana <gasps> which is where the movie is set and and shot like it was shot i think entirely there um so you can just like very much like, there are many locations <laughs> that you can just go to now where they filmed it. Um, yeah, it's a good, like, it's a very good movie. I think it has, it just fits, like, summery vibes for some reason. Like, yeah. Like, I don't know why, but it just, like, feels like summer. Yeah. Um, have you seen Stand By Me? Mm-hmm. I think we watched,
0: did we watch Stand By Me? No, we watched no. Uh, the Robin Williams one. Uh, uh, the yeah, we yeah. watched
1: that. Yeah, I feel like those are kind of similar. Yeah. I don't like Stand By Me, though. Really? I don't like it. I saw it as like a kid, so yeah. maybe I just didn't like it then, but I was like I just hate this a lot.
2: Yeah, I remember it being very scary for some reason. Yeah,
1: well, cuz one of them died.
2: Well, it's like really? set around them trying to find like a body
1: basically. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. So, uh, Will Wheaton, isn't it? <laughs> Do you know who that is? Yeah. Um, and uh Walking oh, yeah. Phoenix's brother, River oh, River Phoenix. Phoenix. Um, yeah, I feel like that that also just is it's i mean both of those well not really breaking away as much but stand by me like very much has like stranger things like stranger things it, yeah is kind of based off of that it's just some kids going on an adventure and riding some bikes and so that feels very summery. it so. feels
0: very et yes yeah yep definitely yeah um yeah next movie on my list uh is independence day um mm. where yeah. uh, it's i forgot the name of the director but it's Will Smith being a fire pilot and then there's some aliens that are invading invading the earth um but only in America I guess um and they're they're just fighting some aliens and flying some planes and being America uh and it's set like around Independence Day so it's it's a dumb movie but it is a lot of fun uh and Jeff Goldblum's in this movie and he is incredible and just like just yeah just will smith and jeff goldblum make this movie and the visual effects are actually pretty good um and it's a very it's a very quotable movie like there's a there's a point in which like uh there's like a, a fighter a, a fighter pilot like fight between like a dog fight between uh, will smith like in his plane and he's fighting like an alien in another like little plane <laughs> and will smith like shoots down the alien and it crashes and then he like lands his plane and like gets out Uh, and then walks over to the alien and then like the, the thing opens and then there's a big ugly alien and Will Smith just punches the alien in the face and goes, welcome to earth. (laughs) It's, it's so good. That's very good. It's, it's a ton of fun. The sequel, Independence Day Resurgence, which came out like 20 years later is garbage. Um, but the first one is like genuinely a lot of fun. Um, and so yeah, that, that's, that's my next pick for a, for a good summer movie. uh, Independence Day.
2: That's yeah. great. <laughs> when did Resurgence come out?
0: Like 2017, Okay, I think.
2: was Liam Hemsworth Liam Hemsworth in okay. was in
0: that. Um, yeah. And yeah. they tried to get uh, Will Smith back for that, um, and he chose to do Suicide Squad instead, um, which I think... Was probably the better option. Yeah. Like between those two movies, I think doing Suicide Squad was was the better choice. Um, Good for mm-hmm. him. But yeah, uh, they did. Get, I think they did get Jeff Goldblum back for that, um, and I think he had a, just a very small role in it. Hmm. Um, but yeah, Resurgence is garbage. But <laughs> yeah, the first one it's a ton of fun. You got you got some big lasers. You got you got the White House blowing up. Um, because of a big laser, um, and yeah, just it's a good time.
1: What more could you want? Cool. Yeah. Um. So I, I really just have like one more to talk about. Um, yeah,
0: we can we can each do one more cool. and then call it.
1: Um. This is a movie I don't like, <laughs> but I'm going to talk about it because uh, I think it is considered a summer classic, which is the Goonies. Um. I hate the Goonies. I like really? actively hate the Goonies. Um. I watched it for the first time like last summer. So I didn't watch it as a kid. And I think that very much had it, had an influence on how I enjoyed it. Cause I think if I had watched it as a kid, I would have nostalgia for it. But man, I just like hated it. Like, and I think I can understand why a kid would like it and why it is a classic, but I, man, it like, I just thought it was terrible. Like it, it's, you know, it's about, um, some kids and they're going to look for a treasure. Uh, and they have a bunch of adventures and I just thought all the kids were annoying. Um, it's mostly just kids screaming at each other for two hours. And it's just really grating. Um, it has like a fun 80s, um, just summer vibe to it. So like I get that, but I just thought it sucked. <laughs> and I know that that's something that would be very controversial for many people. But I hated it. I thought it was terrible. So
0: Yeah, I haven't seen The Goonies in a long time. I remember liking it though. I think the cast is pretty good. Like, because like you got a Sean Astin in there.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: you got you got a, you got a young James or uh, Josh Brolin. I forgot
1: um,
0: he's in it. yeah he's like the older teenager. Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's fun. I think there's like some iconic moments in that. Um, but also yeah, I haven't seen it in a long time, so I feel like I can't pass too much judgment. Yeah. Have you seen the Goonies, Mia?
2: I have not. Nope. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> it don't sounds mean. like I'm w- not
0: missing. I would say I would say it's worth a shot. Okay. I would say you gotta see it at least once uh,
2: You I know I, you I don't know. know I feel like there are a lot of Things that you say that I should watch That I just haven't watched so That's fair If I'm starting somewhere it'll be with Phineas and Ferb <laughs> Yeah I would
1: I mean personally And this might be like blasphemous It's just like pop culture in general But I think Phineas and Ferb is better than Phineas okay. <laughs> Two very different things But yeah, but yeah I, I, I would recommend that
2: Fair enough fair enough um, I guess the last one on my list, I'm stuck between two things. You know what? We'll go with uh again a TV show that I have already talked about, uh Wet Hot American Summer. I think its first day of camp is the title because it's based on that movie that I think came out in like early two thousands, um and then the TV show came out in. I want to say 2015 or so um and it's with a lot of the original cast and it's just adults who are pretending to be kids and they're at a summer camp and it's so funny like I don't really remember the main plot of it I remember it involved like this really toxic sludge at one point and a can of beans And, like, that's all I can remember. I watched it years ago. Um, And, yeah, it was just over-the-top ridiculous. But the cast, I think particularly, is Amy Poehler and Paul Rudd. And they're just so funny. It's, like, Mm -hmm. that classic, like, Parks and Rec sort of combination of stupid humor, great comedians who are... Uh, who make up the cast and yeah it's just a lot of fun i don't remember how many episodes it was but i think it was just on netflix and i thought sure why not and yeah Yeah. it's i mean it's set at a summer camp so quintessential summer yeah
0: so summer
2: so summer yeah it's very very fun
1: cool
0: (laughs) i have not seen anything related to wet hot american summer so
2: all right well it's it's a lot of fun i would suggest you do so I think Paul Rudd is hilarious. I did not like,
0: realize that Paul Rudd and Amy Poehler were in it. Yeah, yeah,
2: it's it's so good. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, so as for the next movie on my list, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Jurassic World. Um, so like, you could include the first Jurassic Park in this as well, but I think I just have a much more like summer association with Jurassic World because I think it came out in, like June of 2015, and I like loved the movie the first time i watched it and saw like three more times subsequently i worked in a movie theater at the time so i didn't have to pay to see movies so i just kind of went back and watched movies repeatedly <laughs> um so yeah uh yeah i think the first jurassic world is genuinely like a ton of fun like i we we re it relatively recently um and yeah i think it's just a really good time i think chris pratt's a ton of fun in it um i think uh bryce Styles howard is, is is pretty good in it and just it's it's fun dinosaurs running around eating people and it's just kind of a fun summer adventure. I think it's specifically set in the summer, too, because, like, obviously... You're wrong. Is it not? It's Christmas. <laughs> it is Christmas. I forgot about that.
2: But it's, like, summery on the island because yeah. it's they, off Yeah, because they, they
0: go to the... Yeah, they go to the park, and it's in the... So it's in the summer down there. Oh, So it is facts. summer.
2: No, it's not Australia.
0: I mean, it's it's still in the southern hemisphere. Yeah. So is that how that works? Yes. Yeah.
2: What? Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was just, like, across the world.
0: No, no the southern hemisphere and the northern hemisphere are like just swapped. Yeah, so but like, it is
2: still Costa Rica's summer. Yeah, but I or think their winter. It's,
0: it's down in like south, like off the coast of South America somewhere. No, but it's but still it's,
2: their Christmas.
0: It's still like December okay. there, but, but it, is, it is summer. But it's summer. summer. So like, I thought currently, that you'd
2: like they'd just like totally switched, like so that our Christmas was like their summer like i mean it is but season wise but not holidays sure yeah, yeah.
0: so like they, we okay, all celebrate <laughs> christmas at the same time correct but they do it in the summer okay and we do good. it in the winter we're good. so it is a summer movie yes
2: technically yes, yes. because
1: there where It it is they christmas are but it is summer where they're at
2: yeah. okay sure all right
1: mia learns about hemispheres so.
2: <laughs> this is why i'm reading american girl i don't know history and i don't know geography and i don't know how <laughs>
1: Season's well, well, there's no better way to find that out than through American <laughs> than Girl.
2: Yes. Jurassic World, American Girl.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Jurassic World's just a ton of fun. Yeah, it's um, pretty good. Yeah, that's, that's my last pick.
1: Cool. It's wow. Summer.
2: Summer. Wow. Summer. It's here. It is here. Technically, it's not, because it's still shut, spring. Shut up.
1: We know. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all ever
0: think about the fact that it's 2021? Yeah. It's like...
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> David just... <laughs> completely lost it
1: (laughs) sorry my nose made a very interesting noise but that just yes i yeah it's just i don't know do you have a point to that i'm not really i guess (laughs) just you know what
0: just like yeah it's it's 2021 it's like one of those years that
1: like it doesn't sound like a real
0: year yeah it's it doesn't
2: look like it when it's written out
0: like like in i remember like being in high school and being like wow 2021 and the 2020s are so far away and now here we are that Yikes. is how time works. Yeah, it's Pretty weird. Wild. Time is wild. Some Someday it'll be 2030.
1: Whoa. That's like weird. In, in
0: 2030, I'm going to be 32. <laughs> oh,
1: my God. Yeah. I'll be 30.
2: I don't want to think how old I will be. 34? Oh, my God. <laughs> 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 what if one of us is dead?
1: Um, That'd be sad. That would be sad. I don't think we need to think about that. That's really sad. Yeah,
2: Maybe we will all have pets.
1: <laughs> or children. Mm. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's, Let's work on pets first. That's nine years from now. So. This, is this is true. Nine years from now. Yeah. Gosh, Mia, that's you'll be weird. A, well, not almost 40. but So you'll be 40 in 15 years? It's <laughs> still a long time. I think I just got shivers. That's still, that's, you know, like, relatively Almost. That's,
2: that's like. That's ha- le- more than half my life. That's fine. Yeah. I'm young. Yeah. I'm hip.
1: <laughs> wow. Yeah, you're so old. You just
2: have given me an existential meltdown. Yeah. That's crazy. But yeah, summer. Yeah.
1: Wow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> on that note. On that note. <laughs> this has been episode 51 of Cinebraskans, daily Nebraskan entertainment podcast. As always, I'm your host, Kyle Cruz, joined by my co-host. David Berman. As well as.
2: Mia Everding. And
0: yeah, thanks for thanks for tuning in. Have a good summer.
2: <laughs> See Bye. ya.